Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Scary. I first want to start this episode by saying thank you for all the support and kind words I've received over the past number of weeks regarding the show. It truly means the world to know that you listeners are enjoying my narration of these paranormal encounters, so thank you. I'm happy to announce that exclusive episodes are now available, as well as ad-free main episodes. Simply follow the link for our Patreon in this episode's show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash scary a paranormal podcast. Now, let's get into today's episode. Thank you to Marissa and Peter for sending in their experience which occurred in 2011. Where do we go after death? It's an age old question. If there is an afterlife, do all souls journey willingly with ease? Or can some stay behind clinging to their old ways, terrified of the most underrated of fears? Change. Our experience began in 2011 after we bought a new home about 50 miles from Portland, Oregon. We got a great deal on the house. It fitted our budget, and besides some decorating updates that were badly needed, it was perfect. One thing about the house, however, was if somebody blindfolded you and placed you in the kitchen, you'd swear you'd been transported to the 1970s. It had wooden cabinets and the wallpaper was mainly mustard colour with lime-coloured psychedelic patterns throughout it. When you'd first look at it, it was like your brain was sensory overload. We purchased the house off a quiet and introverted brother and sister whose mother had passed away about six months ago. They were the type of people who wouldn't start up a conversation, but 
were always kind and polite and very helpful if we had issues or any questions after we moved in. Both of them said they lived less than an hour's drive away from the house. The first week after we moved in, I guess you could say we caught the sister driving by the house. For some context, the house is situated off a main road. I guess you would call it a dirt road, but it leads to nowhere, dead end. There would be no reason to drive down the road unless you were coming to our house or, I suppose, you were lost. But regardless, I spotted her face driving slowly past. I waved to her, expecting her to wave back. But she continued passing the house, turned her car, then drove off. Definitely strange. When I said it to my partner, they argued maybe she just wanted to see her mother's house again. Places hold memories, good and bad. Maybe she was reminiscing or looking for closure. Our conversation ended with me feeling sorry for her. Being new to the area with no friends, I contemplated messaging her the next day and asking her to call over. Maybe I'd gain a friendship out of it and she wouldn't feel that her family home had been lost to strangers. I didn't have to message her though. The following afternoon, the sister arrived at the door with a spare key she said she had found to a small summer house that sat at the back of the property. It hadn't been locked or anything. We had already filled it with our garden equipment. It was in pretty poor condition and mostly empty except for a foldable garden chair and table. I said thanks when she handed me the key, but she was very forward, which was unusual. Previously, she'd been very quiet, reserved, stood in the background. Her brother did a lot of the talking. She said, I'll show you how we turn the key in the lock. It can get stuck at times. And then took off walking around the side of the house as if it was her house. I followed behind her, kind of shocked. Like I said, she had been previously very quiet and shy. To be honest, it didn't really bother me. If she had barged past me and headed somewhere inside the house, I might have intervened, but something about this happening outside made it feel less invasive. When she turned the corner of the house and saw the summer house, her walking became a lot slower. I remember walking past her and opening the door of it, talking about how we have too much equipment and she cut me off and asked, where is the chair and the table that was in here? Earlier that morning, my partner had gotten rid of them. The table was rotted and the foldable chair literally fell apart when I sat in it. When I told her this, she didn't really react and I could tell she was perhaps not happy with what I said but she just was quiet I guess after a moment she just handed me the key and left it was really weird weird energy no friendly goodbye just here's the key and gone after that I decided to cancel operation make friends
that evening we experienced the first of many unexplained events in the house. After dinner we were moving some furniture around when we heard what sounded like cutlery fall to the kitchen floor. At first we thought maybe something fell off the counter and continued moving stuff. Then we heard the cupboard door slam shut. So we stopped what we were doing and went to the kitchen. We found a spoon on the floor and one of the cupboard doors was wide open. It was weird, but we put it down to vibrations from moving furniture that must have caused a spoon to fall off the counter and, and perhaps it caused a wonky cupboard door to open. Like I said, the kitchen was very old. Two days pass and I remember standing in the kitchen one evening. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw that the summer house was open. We would always have kept it closed unless someone was out there getting something. So I went out to check to see if someone was inside and there I find a spoon on the floor. This is weird because we don't use the summer house and after checking with my partner neither of us had been out there. Later that night we were both woken up to what I call a racket in the kitchen. It literally sounded like someone was throwing things around in there. Both of us hopped out of bed thinking we were being robbed, made our way to the kitchen and found everything perfectly fine, except for a mug and spoon on the countertop. About two weeks after this, I was washing up at the kitchen sink when something caught my eye outside. It was a fleeting shadow, not quite like someone walking past, but more like a bird that flew very close to the window and landed on the ground underneath. It was like a vertical movement, top to bottom. I didn't investigate it and just continued on cleaning up. Just as I was finished, I heard two knocks on the kitchen window. This alarmed me. We don't live in a town or city, it's pretty rural. And we still didn't know any of our neighbours at this point. So I shouted to my partner to say that someone is outside. We both go out there, there's nobody there. Events like this go on for weeks. One time the summer house was lit up as if somebody had hooked it up to electricity and installed a light. But there's no light there. It's not hooked up to electricity. The moment we opened the back door of the house, the light would go out. Another time we heard a whistling kettle come to a boil in the middle of the night. And just as we reached the kitchen, it would stop. Another time my partner said that they saw a figure of somebody entering the summer house and when they went out to look there was nobody there. Things like this, they started to ramp up to a point that neither of us felt comfortable staying there alone. So we didn't. If one was out of town, the other would join them or stay with family that lived not too far away. 
blessing the house didn't work saging it didn't work we even got a questionable so-called psychic to have a look over who told us we had a playful spirit who she could remove for $200 we didn't want to sell the house we had invested a lot of money into doing up rooms ripping out cabinets putting in new doors plus only for the weird events we were pretty happy there but at the same time you should feel comfortable and safe in your own home this all came to a head after I was physically pushed by I guess you could say an invisible force one day we had decided to tackle one of the bedrooms over a weekend a lot of these rooms had old style built in wardrobes that I can imagine at one stage were white but were now stained yellow from smoke or maybe just some reaction in the paint that occurred over time we took a sledgehammer to them after we cleared the room I went to the kitchen to get us a drink and just as I reached the sink I was pushed in the back with such force that I fell into the countertop for a minute I didn't know what had happened the feeling of somebody or something pushing you that you can't see is one of the most terrifying things you could ever have happened to you believe me so we kind of both agreed that it was time to call the siblings who sold us the house and see if we could get an answer off them I don't know why we hadn't done it before I think the encounter with the key made me feel weird towards the sisters so we decided to ask them both over instead of explaining on the phone didn't want them to block our number and think we were crazy at the time we told them there was something up with the property lines that we needed to discuss and it worked they agreed to come over after some back and forth and after some time we built up the courage to tell them that we had been experiencing some weird events in the house I explained everything to them they just sat and listened but when we were finished the brother said that's mom turns out that their mother was a very difficult lady the sister called her a nasty woman so I presume the relationship wasn't too good she said their upbringing was quite strict she speculated that her mother perhaps wasn't happy about the garden chair and table being moved from her favourite spot it was obvious the brother knew about this too he was nodding in agreement while she spoke Apparently, their mother would sit in the summer house every day for a couple of hours in the morning and evening, they said, drinking tea in her later years. She would insist that they hold a key to it, however, and they told us that she would call them, saying she had lost her key and demand that they drive over to lock or open the door for her. These trips apparently would end in their mother talking down to them and complaining about something they said it was never a good encounter 
It was always negative that they had not been doing something she wanted them to do and complaining about their life and just very angry. I told them about being pushed in the kitchen and the brother said that she had been physical with them at times and that that would be her style. So when all this was done, we asked what they would recommend to make the activity stop. Both of them agreed that we should get a new table and chair for the summer house and leave it as is. And once we did this, the activity died down almost entirely. Sometimes we would hear a spoon fall on the floor in the evenings. Part of me feels that there is a piece of the puzzle that we still are missing to make this stop. But it's been over 11 years now, so I don't know if it will ever be solved. As for the summer house, we don't go near it. (laughs) I think it's best just to leave it as is. Thank you to Marissa and Peter for sending in their experience. If you have your own paranormal experience that you would like to share, please send it to scary, a paranormal podcast at gmail.com and it just might be brought back to life again here on the show. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to subscribe, rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Join me next time for another scary episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.